Your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard for another Rope Drop on Deck. I'm Doug McKnight. I'm here with Michelle McKnight of Touring Plans Travel. And Michelle, you went prom dress shopping today, huh? Yeah, if that's what you want to call a fun Sunday afternoon, that's exactly what I did. And, and did we find the magical dress? Um, we did, yes. We actually had to find two dresses because she has a winter formal to go to as well. So, um, And possibly a military ball. Who knows? She said she can reuse one for that. We're not buying a new one. Speaking of why does this have to do with cruising, will these dresses make an appearance on a cruise ship soon for formal night? Probably not these. These are oh. real. These are really formal and really big to pack. Oh. But she has in the past worn her homecoming dresses on cruise night, on formal nights. Here, I was hoping it would also work as a formal night dress. I don't think you want it to take up the space in the luggage. I never want anything to take up space in the luggage. So, okay. Well, there we go. That's uh, what Michelle did today. But today we're going to talk about five tips when planning your cruise. Some some before you cruise type of prep, before you book sort of things. Uh, but first, let's read an Apple podcast review. This one is titled Another Top Rated Show from the Rope Drop Crew by Joe Stoch. I don't know how to pronounce that. Stooch. Stooch? Yeah. Joe Stooch? Yeah. Joe Stooch. That's really what it is? Yeah, it's his email. Okay. Well, now everybody can email Joe Stooch. I don't know what, it's, it's at something. Okay, it's at mystery thing. Try all the things to email. But it's really, it's Joe from backtothemouse.com. Go check out his website. He was also on a couple weeks ago to talk about his dream cruise, but here's the review. Doug and Michelle provide a top-notch show with information about all the major cruise lines. Michelle is a highly respected travel agent with tons of practical knowledge. Doug provides the silky smooth voice honed over hundreds of podcasts. Tune in to get all the knowledge about your cruising questions. Thank you for the review. It's a little bit fictional, though. He said I'm silky smooth. He said your smooth, silky voice. You I can't read. read that wrong because he says <sighs> smooth, silky voice, not silky, smooth voice. There is a difference, guys. Uh, there's a chunk of my brain that just it does that. So um, thank you for the review. Uh, if you want to leave us a five-star review... Go ahead. We'd gladly accept it. So moving on, word of the day. Michelle, are you ready to define a word of the day? Last week we did starboard, and it was entertaining. Um, but now that we've defined aft, forward, and starboard, it's time for port, the nautical term of port. Michelle, what does that mean? I'm going straight to the dictionary oh, today. Oh, di you're trusting the dictionary this time. I'm just going there because people don't need to hear me ramble on about left and right and forward and backwards. So. Okay. All right. Port is located on the left side of a ship or airplane looking forward of relating to or situated to port. There you go. So we're not talking about the port, like Port Canaveral, Port of Miami. We're talking about the port side of the ship. So as you face forward, or as Joe actually defined when he was on the pointy end of the ship, it the, is your left. The bow. The bow. We haven't defined bow yet. Maybe next week. Quit throwing words out. People don't know. So uh, starboard is to the right as you look forward. Port is to the left. And on your like daily itineraries, they'll often say things are on the starboard side or the port side. So it is an important nautical term to know. Would you agree? Yeah, it kind of is. 
Yeah. Especially yeah. for character meet and greets on Disney. But you don't they have use it a lot. to know it either. Oh, you you mean you're going to survive your cruise not you knowing what port Literally go to the atrium starboard? or the, the Grand Hall and ask, where is this? And they'll tell you. All right. I think it's great to know. And then you can act like a well-informed sailor. All right. On to some news of the day, or at least yesterday. Uh, in San Diego. Two ships plugged into shore power for the first time at the same time. This is part of an initiative to bring down emissions, and California has a pretty aggressive standard. Trying to get more cruise ships to use um, the port, like, plug-in, so they're using electricity rather than running their diesel the whole time. And this decreases pollutants by a lot. Michelle, can you guess the percentage at which it decreases the overall overall reduction in harmful pollutants? I have, I have no idea. That's... Throw a number out. 60. 60%. 90%. So a huge difference between the amount of pollutants that are made by even burning coal or nuclear, way less than burning diesel because you get diesel particulate matter and nitrous oxides and greenhouse gases too. So huge thing. California ports are the first ones to kind of go to a zero sort of thing where they want everybody using shore power at the terminals and this should make a huge difference for air quality so bravo bravo san diego the first two ships to plug in together at the same time were insignia from oceana cruises and the disney wonder so there you go that's your first two and then in another little cruise news story that's really not important but it sounds tasty to me margaritaville at sea and tipsy scoops have announced a partnership that's right, ice cream that is full of booze and Margaritaville have partnered. Is that shocking at all? No. <laughs> it I, seems perfect. Did they need the money maybe? That might be it. Like they needed the money, so I mean the partnership. Right. It helps Margaritaville <laughs> at sea kind of subsidize their food costs on ice cream. Right? And they can charge money for this because it's, you know, full of alcohol. But they actually came out with two flavors just for the cruise, cruise line, the Bahama Mama and the Blue Margarita, are both only available on the ship. They look tasty. Um, maybe someday I will convince you to go on that cruise I'm with me. I'm not sailing on Margaritaville. You didn't even let me finish the sentence. I don't, Jimmy Buffett, I don't hate him that much, but I'm not sailing on Margaritaville. So you're sending me with Derek is what you're saying. Sure. I don't think you guys will enjoy it either. What? No. We love Jimmy Buffett. That's is... fine. It's not like Jimmy Buffett's on the ship. No, but <laughs> is it a cruise in the Bahamas or the Caribbean if you don't hear any Jimmy Buffett music? You can go on there. You can go to Disney and get that sound. So that's... Yeah. In Cabanas. You hear it all the time. But not on The Wish. You don't hear it on The Wish because they're playing Disney music in Marceline. So anywho, there's the news of the week. Ish. All right, on to the show. We're going to talk about things when you're planning your cruise. So this first one is before you book, something very important, and it's making sure you book the right kind of rate. Michelle, explain what on earth that means. Well, if you are not really familiar with cruise lines and you're not familiar with like their, their pricing um, strategies and things online, um, you might miss things like um, Royal Caribbean has a non-refundable deposit rate. Um, and if you are pricing it out yourself online on the public site, you're going to see the non-refundable deposit rate. So, for example, lots of people send me prices and say, hey, I can get it for this. And I say, yeah, and that's cruises in two years. And um, you're going to guarantee that your schedule in two years is going to work out. So you're going to book that non-refundable deposit rate. 
So it's so, always going to be a little cheaper then? Is that why people yeah. are like, hey, I can get it for less? Yes. Usually, usually it's going to be cheaper. Not always, but usually it's going to be cheaper. And like Royal Caribbean's for like a seven night cruise is $250 per person. And they honestly do not care if, you know, you, I mean, there's, there's really no scenario where they care and they refund the non-refundable deposit rate. It straight up so, says non-refundable yeah, and they're like, like and it's not like 24 hours, you know, later you can get it back. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. From the second you push submit and you put your credit card in there, it is non-refundable. So that's now, something you point out to clients regularly. I do. And I... Honestly, I really suggest you book, especially if you're booking, you know, two hour, two two years out with Royal Caribbean, how you can do right two now. Two hours, you're maybe okay, though. Two hours, you're okay. probably fine. They're probably not going to let you do it. Yeah, okay. I honestly suggest, you know, don't, do not do a non-refundable deposit rate. Um, now, that non-refundable deposit rate, yes, your deposit is technically becomes an onboard credit, um, but you have to pay a $100 Change fee. fee? Change fee if you want to change ships, if you want to change sale dates. So yes, you have $250, right? It's non-refundable. Um, they'll move it to your next cruise, but you have to pay $100. So right off the bat, you're losing $100 of that $250 if you have to move it forward. And they're never giving ships. it back to you. Even You, no. you can move it no. with penalty, no. but you're never seeing that money in your pocket again. No, and if for some reason during COVID, you know, you, you got that money back... Um, that's over. That's over, and it's not happening again. So, just just something to be aware. Make sure you know you are looking at all of the fine details when you when you book a cruise. I highly recommend booking it with a travel agent of some kind because they know what they're doing most of the time, right? Make sure they've been <laughs> on cruises. Make, make sure they they've you know booked these cruises before and they they've done the training with the supplier. It's always a good thing. But but I highly recommend booking it with a travel agent. Yeah, and this also, you mentioned something about you might have gotten away with it during COVID. Like, during the restart, every couple weeks, it seemed like every cruise line put out a different financial policy and things got really loosey-goosey. You've noticed, like, almost everybody has tightened that back up and is back to pre-COVID sort of rules, right? Yes. For um, There's a couple cruise lines that don't have their final payment dates back yet during, um, like, Disney... Like if you are going in, say, March, your final payment was due 60 days out. So it, like for the end of March cruises, it might not be you know due yet. But um, that's pretty much the extent of that. Um, I think all the cruise lines learned things. Travel agents learned things during COVID. So I don't feel like um, they're going to give you the grace to refund those non-refundable things anymore. Another thing we learned during COVID was to always be up to date in reading the policies as they did change. So that's a good practice going forward. So knowing like when your final payment is due, so you don't miss that, would you recommend knowing that? Yes, definitely. You you want to look at before, you know, before you pay the deposit, make sure your final payment isn't due in like a week and you don't have the funds for that. Um, cruising deposits and final payments are different than say a trip to Disney World or even like an all-inclusive. Um, it's cruises have their own policies and not all of them are the same so from disney to royal it's different um norwegian's different um celebrity got their own thing going yeah. so always check your cruise line verify the final payment how far before like say the final payments on the 10th when you would you recommend getting your ducks in a row and being ready to pay you wouldn't say wait till the 10th would you 
I would not know. So I would say, you know, a week in advance, make sure you have the funds ready. Make sure your credit card isn't going to decline the charge because it might be over your daily limit. It's not that you don't have the funds, but your credit card may have a daily limit that you're not used to spending. Or a debit card, particularly. A debit cards are not great for, for paying final payments, in my opinion, unless you're going to pay in little increments. So if you have a large balance to pay, most likely you're going to have to call your bank and get approval for that. And then that approval may only last for about 24 hours. So you have to be ready to you know, process that final payment. Say you booked a year in advance. Can you make little payments for cruises? Can you do like 500 a month or 250 every month? Yep, you can. Yeah. So um, it may mean, you know, if you book on your own, it may mean calling into the cruise line because you might not understand how to pay, you know, online. If you book through a travel agent, um, most of them will make payments for you if that's what you you want to do or you can pay all in one, one lump sum when you're done okay any other payment um tips so to speak to know as you're getting into this um not so much payments but um if you are booking on your own just kind of make sure that you're watching the website and you know you can see if the price goes down so as travel agents we 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 watch um our clients cruises um for example touring plans has a a program that um, we subscribe to that is alerts us if um, a client's cruise reservation goes down um, and we can automatically you know apply that charge if it's applicable um, sometimes they make mistakes and they don't catch them so I do have some clients that actually you know um, email me and say hey I saw this is this actually true you know or is this the non-refundable the rate that I'm looking at so just be aware that prices do go down on cruises sometimes although right now they're in high demand I yeah. don't expect a lot of droppage right now not a lot of sales getting announced is oh there? there's lots of sales but they mark them up before they drop oh them. okay so, my bad like <laughs> JC like Penny style sales yes Royal Caribbean always has a sale JC Penny no, style Norwegian right? always has free at sea you know um, I guess there's one other thing is know what you're getting when you book so Norwegian Norwegian has free at sea. Um, if you're not an alcohol drinker, um, maybe you don't want the the um, the beverage package, right? Maybe you want instead to, to add on the um, the photo package, you know, or I think it's I would 10. take the internet package. Well, that that's just a given. So oh. You just always click that. Everyone in my, wants that. In my opinion. Some people may not want the internet package. Um, but then also, no, like Royal Caribbean, sorry, not Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, um, with their internet, it's not, you know, unlimited internet like other cruise lines. Mm -hmm. Nope. Ugh. It's so many minutes, you know, based on your sale date or your sale length. Um, and it's not for everyone in the cabin either. So, you know, just, just really, there's a lot of fine print to read. Just make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. Um, and that's obviously why I recommend booking with a travel agent. I am one, so that's the disclaimer. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to book through me. Just book through someone who's knowledgeable. Yeah. And it helps that they've been on the cruises on the different lines and that that's key so today the the five tips we're giving are kind of the boring tips not gonna lie but the yeah, but important, important things yeah. these are usually the the hang-ups when people get frustrated or like regrets so to speak as it gets closer like i didn't realize like type of thing so on to number two of boring tips that's super important trip insurance or travel insurance michelle do we usually get this when we cruise we do and we don't we don't always get it throughout the country, like when we're traveling domestically. Domestically, we don't. but um, I still recommend it for it. But yeah, it would have been um, wise on our last one. Yeah, yeah. Live and learn. Regrets. Um, yeah, but anytime we leave the country, we get travel insurance. I know it may seem like a wasted expense, 
nine times out of ten, but you really hope you don't have to you, use it. You hopefully a hundred times out of a hundred, it's a waste. But the medical side of it, the medical evac is the most important thing in my opinion. Yes, and nine nine times out of ten, a credit card travel insurance is not going to cover medical know. evac, especially to the extent that you need. I mean, you never know if your appendix is going to burst, you know? Or you're going to ride a bike and you fall and you break a bone. Yep. Compound fracture. You're talking about a helicopter ride to Miami. And that's if you have a birth certificate. No, if you have a passport. You're getting Sorry, ahead of ourselves. Sorry, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Again, that, yeah. That's point number three, right. Michelle. Right. I know, but you, I mean, you're not <laughs> nice getting- transition. You're not getting into a helicopter- if you don't have a no, passport. You're getting back on your ship. Yeah. Or you're staying in the Bahamas in Nassau's hospital, which I've seen from the outside. And right. And that's the only place I want to see it from. And then, like, one other thing about that is um, you you might get taken to a hospital, say, like in Jamaica, right? You are probably going to be required to pay in advance if you don't have travel oh. insurance. And even if you do have travel insurance, you may still be required to pay in advance. Most health insurances in the United States do not necessarily work outside of the United States, but that's something you need to check with your supplier. They're all different. Yes. And even if they do work, lots of times uh, the uh, the foreign um, international hospitals do not always let you, you know, assume that it's going to cover it. So they still may make you pay in advance. And so There are some foreign hospitals that are really cheap though, but you get what you pay for. And then there's also foreign hospitals that know there's an American in the hospital. So you never know. Um, so there you go. Get travel insurance. It's beneficial, even for delays. Like trip delayed three hours, you can get uh, money to cover your meal you had to eat in the airport at the very minimum. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned the birth certificate, passports. You broke that bone. You got to get back in the country via another route. This when you need a passport, right? Explain passports, birth certificates, that sort of jazz. So if you do not have a passport, you are not getting back into the country, um, except for the way you, when you, the way you left. So you have to come back on a cruise ship. Um, you cannot go back on by via plane or um, uh, helicopter. Helicopter, anything. In, unless the embassy works some magic. I mean, that's the only way they have to. Well, yeah, you'd have to go to the embassy, do all kinds of stuff to get back that way. It can happen, like when your cruise ships, but. Not fast enough for a broken bone. So, and that's only for closed loop cruises where a birth certificate works. Yes, um, if you're sailing from New York to San Juan, even though you know um, Puerto Rico is technically a um, American territory. Yeah, it's you still have to have a a passport. Yeah, or New York to Miami, you'd have to have it. Or yep. a Panama Canal cruise from Florida to California, you have to have a passport. The closed-loop cruise starts and stops in the same exact location. And that's the only time a birth certificate works. And there are some cruise lines that that does not work for. <laughs> uh, as we found out, um, they also there's a cruise line that requires the six months uh, before your expiration date. What does that mean? So Virgin Voyages, we found out the hard way by... Um, they require a passport. Um, it has to be valid for six months plus from when you are getting on the cruise or when you get back. Yeah, when you debark. So, so yeah, we I thought it was a loophole. You know, we were going to be able to still sail. Our, our passport expired like five months later or four months later. And so it was a no-go for us. 
But like Disney and Royal, they don't have that rule. We've never had a problem with that. But we have to check that when you go to Europe and certain countries, they want your passport to be good for six months beyond your travel date. So your passport's really good for like nine years and a half. The reason why we didn't have to have it on Royal or, or Celebrity in those is because you can sail on a birth certificate right. for that closed loop cruise. So, But Virgin doesn't allow birth certificate sailings. So you have to have a valid six months plus passport in order to do that. So, and if you're sailing out of a foreign port, make sure you check the rules with that country on U.S. passports or, you know, wherever you're from and you're listening um, to see if you need it to be good for longer or if there's visa requirements that are involved. Usually your cruise line or travel agent can answer those questions as well. So passports, go get them. We highly recommend them and make sure they're up to date. Also, we need to update our kids soon, and we have one that's falling in this weird gap of the age of 17. So kids' passports last for five years. Adults last for 10. How long do you think a 17-year-old's passport lasts for? Seven? I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. So, just kidding. Pretty sure it'll just be five. Nope. Are you it sure? will be good for 10. I just looked it up. Only reason I well, know. I won't believe it until I get it in my hand and it has that expiration date. Supposedly, she'll be able to just use the she renewal like forms. She year old. Because so. she now has her own other ID. Because she has a driver's license. But so does Alden and he's 16. He's 15. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be interesting. All right. Travel logistics is number four on our list. That means know how you're getting there. Know how you're leaving there. Yeah, so you want to, you know, make sure, um, are you going to cruise, or sorry, are you going to fly or are you going to drive to the port? Um, because, like, we're in Nebraska, so we are in the middle of the country. And, Lots of cruises here, folks. Um, I do have some Nebraskans that like to drive to Galveston. Um, they would prefer that over flying to Florida or California. Um, so um, just make sure you know how you're going to get there. Um, but then um, you need to arrive the night before. Um, at least. At least. Um, you can't depend on the flights to get you there the day of. I think if anything, this last, you know, few, couple years. Yeah, has taught us that. So make sure you are in the destination that your cruise is going to put, depart from the night before. Um, and you're going to have to figure out how to get from the airport to that, you know, hotel that you're going to stay at. And then you got to get from the hotel to the cruise port. And then at the end, you got to get, you know, go back to either the airport or a different hotel. There's so. lots of options between Uber, uh, setting up a private transfer, renting your own car, paying for parking at the port, returning the rental car at the port, picking up a rental car at the port, and driving back to the airport. Lots of ways to, to do this one. Yeah, private transportation is, seems to be our, um, used to be our go-to. We now usually rent a car and let it sit there unless it's a seven-night cruise. Yeah. I don't know that we're going to do that No, it doesn't. it's not cost-effective to rent a no. car, park it for seven nights, <laughs> pay for parking, pay for the rental. Now, on a three-night cruise, sometimes that comes out to be pretty cost-effective. Plus, you have a nice area to put your luggage, and you can go at your own pace. You don't have to worry about anybody picking you up or getting lost unless you get lost. You know, it's all on you. Yeah. Um, but lots of, lots of the people I help like private transfers because you can set the time. You're not waiting on anybody else. Um, and so private transfers are an option in most destinations. And then the other option would be the, the bus. Um, the cruise, the cruise line usually has a bus. Do most cruise lines have a bus from yeah. the airport? Yes. Or? 
somewhere. Yes. Norwegian, Celebrity, Royal, Disney. Yeah. Is that like in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, all three? They still kinda? have one. Yeah. It's usually less expensive than Port Canaveral because it's not quite as far. Yeah, that's it. Um, but every cruise line kind of varies and they, they vary on when you have to be at the airport to get that. So that some of them aren't well. the fastest options. No. So lots of options on travel logistics. But I think ideally don't show up without a plan is what we're saying. Don't yeah. like be getting off your cruise ship and wondering how you're going to get to the airport. <laughs> Derek. Okay. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Derek. Yeah. Don't, don't stress yourself out. Like, if you don't have yeah. to, right? And and these things don't necessarily have to be booked when you book your cruise, right? This is more of a just be aware and have them booked, I like to say, you know, over a month in advance. So some private transfers fill up. So you want to make sure if that's, you know, your option that you you have um, you have that booked in advance. Um, and then, I mean, you can do the cruise line transfers usually up to like five to seven days before the cruise. So, you know, if you change your mind and that's what you want to do is the bus transfer, um, usually we can you can add that later. Seems smart to me to go ahead and book your transfers, um, whether it's private or through the cruise line, when you're doing final payment or right around that time. I mean, you're committed to going once you do final payment. Usually. Go but ahead and set final it Final payment can be 120 days out. Okay, fine. Sometimes people don't have flights booked yet. I don't recommend that. But oh, Man, you're like giving me an ulcer just thinking about not having the flights booked or a logistical transportation booked. All right. Enough of that. Okay, number five, plan your excursions. So you're saying don't just get on the ship, go to the port adventures desk and say, what up, what should I do? Is that not welcome? I mean, you should look at them when you're booking the cruise. Once again, you don't need to book them right away. And lots of times you won't be able to. Some cruise lines have it where, you know, you have to book excursions like on a certain day. That's when it opens for you based on your loyalty to that cruise line. Like Disney, um, mm-hmm. uh, 120 days out is platinum, you know, 105 days is gold, 90 is silver, and the new cruiser is going to book at 75 days out. Royal Caribbean, on the other hand, you can book excursions usually right when you book the cruise. Um, so you can book a cabana at Coco Cay. You can book, um, you know, the falls for Jamaica. You know, you can do those things. And then <laughs> here's the thing. Know, know the policy on there. When is that charged? when you book those things and when um, can you cancel? Are they, are they refundable? So that's something like in Royal Caribbean, you can actually get a discount on those. So sometimes they run discounts um, on different things like um, the water park, the thrills. Thrill on the Island. Yeah. Thrills park. Chills and thrills. Yeah. Why can't I not think of that? Anyway, sometimes they run discounts and you can actually get the lower price. You just have to cancel it. Wait, you have to wait for the refund if you really want the money. But if you have the money in your bank account to book again, um, you can book right away at that lower price while it's still low. It's just not going to be automatic. Disney Cruise Line, you actually pay for that stuff on board, usually. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. After unless your you, cruise started. Unless you're asking for a private transfer, like, say, in Europe, and they have to, like, actually go secure the private transfer for you, they're going to want payment right then. Usually, it's still refundable up to X amount of days prior, but... You're going to need to pay up front to Disney Cruise Line for that. All right. One other reason to book your excursions kind of early is they do sell out. The The good ones, like in Europe, the the premier type of ones disappeared quick. 
So you don't want to sleep on them necessarily, right? Yeah, and like same thing for Alaska with like the little small mm. boat with the you can get up close with the glacier viewing. Same thing like there, um, those cabanas at at Coco Cay, you know things like that. You want to book early. Yeah, as soon as you can, try to get those ironed out. You can also look at third party vendors too, but they fill up as well. And make sure you read the fine print on those. Some of those are non refundable. So like if you're booking through Viator. Um, oh, yeah. That's non-refund. Lots of those are non-refundable, and you, your travel agent isn't going to help you out if you book those on your own. Yes. That <laughs> Sorry, is, that's, that's just the way you it have is, to read the fine gotta, print. Yes. You're you're going independent on that. You got to be prepared to be independent as far as the penalties and all that sort of thing. So. And travel agents, lots of times, have our own recommendations. Like we have at Touring Plans, we have a couple different. Um, uh, excursion type companies, transfer companies that we recommend um, that we, I mean, you probably wouldn't know if you booked on your, you're booking the cruise on your own. So just know that travel agents do have relationships with suppliers that are able to help you out. All right. So there you go. Five tips when you're planning your cruise, a little bit to look at before you go uh, to make sure things are all set logistically. And then a little bit as you're planning as you book. So Fantastic information, maybe not the most exciting information, right? But no, but it, I mean, you can be dangerous if you're just clicking book and not know anything about the right. destination ship, anything. Making sure you're comparing apples to apples, not apples to oranges. So that is our show for today for Rope Drop on Deck. Make sure you check us out on social media. We are at Rope Drop on Deck on almost all the things. Not TikTok. Yeah, that's why it's almost all the things. Yeah, so go give us a like, give us a follow. Let us know what you want to hear about next. Uh, for Michelle McKnight, I'm Doug McKnight, and this has been Rope Drop on Deck. <laughs> <laughs>